Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 We got some breaking news in the NFL that just went down. We'll get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Uh, And yes, the breaking news that just came down in the NFL. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network reports that the Broncos are finalizing a deal with Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to make him their new head head coach per sources. uh, He said uh, contract talks heated up Wednesday night. The Jags plan to interview Hackett again today. Instead, Denver lands its top choice. So there it is. Uh, Round of applause. Brady Quinn called this last week or the week before. You see some of us here build each other up and others don't but it is uh nathaniel hackett the the offensive coordinator of the packers is now in denver as their head coach the first head coach off the board uh, in the nfl so there's that feels like the stars are aligning i do feel like this will be the domino effect too for coaches being hired in the nfl i think brian dable's up next uh it sounds like things are heating up for him in miami uh byron leftwich things are heating up with the jacksonville jaguars um you know the bears are still going through you know their interview process the Vikings clearly wanted to hire a general manager before they, they hired their head coach. So uh, I think that'll come at some point. But it, it's, it's been interesting. You know, it's been interesting how – and I think, Jonas, you brought this up yesterday. It's been a little more patient process than I think what we're accustomed to. You know, there's been times where there's been coaches or assistants on staffs that are still playing that, you know, they were the wor- it was the worst-kept secret out there, right? Kyle Shanahan to the 49ers – was one of the worst kept secrets. And, you know, I, I understand the reasoning for, you know, why you obviously can't hire the guy before, you know, he's actually done coaching for the team he's with, especially if they're still playing. But in this case, um, it, it's been a slower process. Maybe that's good too, casting a wider net for some of these organizations. The reality is, uh, this could very well be the domino effect that starts the hiring process for a bunch of other teams out there. But I also think it, it sets up the potential for something else to occur in the future. What, what do you think that might be? Like uh, there could be a potential quarterback move. Uh, well, I'm in, just in I'm, I'm saying if you are Aaron Rodgers right now and you are contemplating a bunch of things, you know, trying to figure out what the Packers are going to do. And again, this is something we talked about yesterday, LeVar. And, and, and what, one of the things about like separate from Aaron Rodgers decision of what he wants to do. This is, there's probably no better time for the Packers to rebuild. I mean, given their cap situation, and, some, and I've listened to some say, well, if you just cut Preston Smith as a Darius Smith, okay, <laughs> but those good, are some really good, good players. <laughs> and, good, and so how does defense. that help you? And, yeah. and, then you and, and even in that light, you still have to extend Rashawn Gary. You still have to extend Gerald Alexander. That doesn't – like they're $44 million over the cap, and that doesn't include whatever you do with Devontae Adams. 
So it really could be more than that depending on his franchise tag number, which I think the projection I saw was $20 million. So if that's the case, that you're at 64 now. I mean, and you could send him to a long-term extension if he wanted to do that. But there's a lot of questions about what Devontae Adams wants to do amongst what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Would so, Denver be able to bring him in? Well, I mean, that's, that's for another conversation. I, I think there'd have to be a lot of moving parts in order for that to happen. But if you could trade both Adams and Rodgers oh, God. to the Broncos, I mean, you're talking about there would have to be players in exchange for that. There would be a boatload of draft picks. And, and, but I think the only thing that works in your favor if you're Denver of not having to mortgage too much of your future is, you know, they could say to Rodgers, look, he's, he's on a one-year deal. Or at the Packers, excuse me. He's on a one-year deal. That's all he's got left on his contract. And he's 30 what? 38, 39? Yeah. 30, so, someone, yeah. So, so he's at an age where it's like, we don't know how much longer he's going to play, so we can't give you as much as you want for him. Now, Adams is a different story. Devontae Adams could warrant a lot, even though we have seen wide receivers, you know, not go for quite as much as we thought at times, right? Diggs went for, what, a first, a second, like a – I don't know, third and fifth. I mean, there was a package well, what's his of picks. contract? What is his contract? How many how many years does he have left? He's Devontae done. Adams? Yeah, he's he's, a, he's right. a restricted free agent. So they can't they – can't, well, I mean, so they wouldn't be able to trade him then. Well, no, the, the thought would be you'd tag him. And so at a minimum, it gives you at least one more year with him if you can't work out, you know, during that period of time, a long-term extension. But at least you have control. All right, so, let, let me ask you this. If they tagged him with the value of what – Green Bay would be asking for exceed what that 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 average is of what he would get on that franchise tag. Yeah, well, he yeah. would get more annually than that, right? Because yeah. yeah. what he'd Amari probably get somewhere in the ballpark of twenty-two no, what, a year. Yeah, Amari what, got twenty, right? What I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying is, for Green Bay, would it make sense to match to match the offer, right? Because if unless they restrict him, right? If they restrict no, him, then he can't. Help me educate me on it because well, he, he, he'll receive the exclusive franchise tax, so there will not be anyone else who can match that the offer. can match the offer. Right. Okay, you know his right. recourse would be: I could say I'm not like Le'Veon Bell. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to play for you. But then now and, again, for Denver, does that exceed what they would be able to provide to get him? Because if they provided that, then you got to perceivably think that if it's time for Green Bay to make a do a rebuild. Well, what would be better than to say, all right, we're going to lose Devontae anyway. If we're going to lose him and we're going to lose Aaron, let's get as much out of Denver as we possibly can, and then we can justify a rebuild. We could get a couple good players in exchange. We could get some some good draft pick choices. I mean, with that, that, that would seem to be feasible if that is indeed the case. See, but I, I don't What's Why would Denver trade for Devontae Adams if he's going to be a free agent? I mean, if, if Green Bay, and I don't think it would so make. So that you can get Aaron Rodgers okay, to come there. But I, I understand. But I think that you could get Aaron Rodgers if you just made a, if you were going to sign Devontae Adams, if Green Bay was going to let him walk. Because it doesn't make sense for Green Bay to, to franchise tag Devontae Adams or give him a big time contract if Aaron Rodgers is leaving. Why would you commit that much money when you already have cap problems? You, you still have a quarterback. First off, signing him to an extension actually helps your cap because you've got creative ways, and you always hear the phrase cash over cap. As long as you put a good portion of that into the signing bonus, you can reduce 
and especially if you back, you know, back end load the contract, you can reduce a, a lot of what their salary cap issues are here in the short term. Now, you're kind of kicking the can down the road, but you, you know, you also could move on from the player at that point if he doesn't isn't developing the chemistry with Jordan Love or he's not the same player without Aaron Rodgers, right? So actually giving him an extension would help their cap situation because of how they could structure it to reduce the number where, you know, if he's under the franchise tag, he counts $20 million against the cap. That number goes up to 64, as we talked about. But you could structure in a manner in which he might only have 10 or 12 that hit the cap. So in theory, you're actually reducing the amount that would be hitting the cap as opposed to franchise tagging him by extending him in this instance. I mean, that division. And let's just say, uh, let's say the Raiders want to make a move. All right. And say the Raiders are looking around going, all right, we want to move on from Derek Carr. Um, we want to make a move and say they, um, you know, w- one of the teams that was on Russell Wilson's list was the uh, Raiders from last year. Could you imagine a division? And it's not that far fetched to think Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson in the same division. That's not that far fetched. That, that, that has a legitimate possibility of happening. That's going to be a fun division to watch. And so if you follow the, the trail here and Nathaniel Hackett getting this opportunity uh, to, to take over in Denver, uh, him and Aaron Rodgers are close. You know, they'd like to work together. This just feels like the, the perfect match that something would get done. And Denver's got a top 10 pick they can part with and whatever else they can. Because, look, I know Albert They've got nine picks this year. Yeah. So I, I would imagine a couple of those are going back to Green Bay. This gets done. You know, I mean, and they were well, the favorite to uh, to land Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, outside of him going back. With yes. Him yeah. So, so uh, I, I, but like I said before, I think it has to do a little bit with if you just look at the situation for the Packers, there's probably not a cleaner time to say, all right, let's start over and rebuild. All right. Like you, you didn't make it back to the NFC championship game or a Super Bowl with Aaron. It's at a time in his career where he's got a year left. He's coming off in an MVP, back-to-back MVP seasons. What else can you trade him and get as much for him? I mean, he's, he's only going to be another year older if you hang on to him for another year. And, that, and in that case, though, he'd be you know, going to be a free agent. But I think the hard part with that is, is you've already spent two years not having really much of a clue what Jordan Love can or will be. I mean, there was an idea, and we talked about this yesterday, you know, it being floated out that they want to extend Aaron Rodgers two more years. Well, what the heck are you doing with Jordan Love then? Because at that point in time, if you're extending him, you're expecting him to be there and play. And so you're essentially walking into a player who's got a, a four-year deal with a fifth-year option that's fully guaranteed that you've got to make a decision on you know, at, at some point after year three. And how much trade value does he have? What if he was an option to put on the trade block? I don't think there's any. None. I mean, what you'd say is you'd say, okay, what's Jordan Love in this quarterback draft class? Would you rather have Jordan Love – or would you rather have one of these quarterbacks? And that's where maybe there's a thought or value to, you know, what you could get for Jordan Love. Yeah, if, because if I people, think he's comparable, if not um, better. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put him at – I mean, his last year was bad in college football. Now, he's got a couple years of seasoning now, and that might, you know, change how teams look at him. But you had to go back to, you know, his, his – what was it? I believe his, his sophomore year because he came out early. I mean, it's, it's – it, that's the hard thing is – Film-wise, Kenny Pickett's got the best tape. So I still wouldn't put you know, him ahead of Kenny Pickett. Okay. But again, that, that's, that's, all, that's assuming Not a lot comparable. of things. That, that's, well, that's assuming, too, that Brian Gutenkoos is willing to say, hey, I, I made a, a bad mistake. I thought Aaron Rodgers you know, couldn't play at MVP level. Clearly he can. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, is a general manager going to do that? 
Maybe. I, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at it. If if this is the time for a rebuild, and well, in in theory, if it's time for a rebuild, then you do try to move on from from Aaron Rodgers. From, I mean, from I, that's all of just it, honestly. But but I they've mean, come up short too. By the way, I mean, whether you're looking at it from what what's next with without Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you've only been good enough to make it to. Which is good. I mean, which is great, honestly. But you haven't won the Super Bowl. You know, like they get ousted in their first round this year, which is the, it was a divisional round. But then they lose in the divisional championship the year before. I mean, they're coming up short. It's not like it's not like a, a Tom Brady scenario where you have the recency effect of saying, okay, you're looking at it, and they're they're not too far fresh off of getting a Super Bowl. You know, they keep coming up short anyway, so maybe it is time to do a rebuild. It's not going to be pretty, I'll tell you that. They're going to go further away from where they are right now. They're they're closer to winning a Super Bowl than they, they would be to me if they got rid of Tom Brady – or, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. But It feels like they're similar to New Orleans where, look, the window is probably – Closed. It might be closed. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's where New Orleans finds himself. <laughs> the only problem is New Orleans is in a worse cap situation. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Thanks, well, that, that, that's not Thanks even Drew a window Bruce. anymore. They're, they're not even in the vehicle like that. that yeah. and, you know. and they don't have their head coach right now. Yeah, that's, by the way, that's how bad it is. Yeah, yeah by the way, uh, uh, Drew Brees crippled their cap and then got paid uh, buku bucks from uh, NBC to take that gig. So, But, you know, listen, it's all good. Uh, he got a piece of notebook paper with, uh, you know, their yards record on it for Monday Night Football. So he's fine. Everything's fine with Drew breeze uh all right it is uh two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr brought to you by discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more discover.com slash match limitations apply all right coming up next our nfl insider is going to tell you Will we see another coach off the board? The first one is gone. Nathaniel Hackett, now the head coach in Denver for the Broncos. Is there another one on the brink? We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, uh, we turn it over to Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, uh, lead content strategist at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Uh, Albert, uh, how's everything going? Uh, welcome to your Thursday morning. What's happening? Well, we, you know, we talked about weather earlier in the year and how I like the fall. Um, I'm looking at a single digit on my dashboard right now. <laughs> and I think... And I, and I think, I think that the, uh, the wind chill is under zero, but I can't confirm that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. How are you guys uh, Albert, doing? <laughs> Albert, where, where are you going? We always feel like you're in your car when you're talking to us. Like, where are you going right now? I am. Well, because it's chaos. I talked to you guys so early in the morning, it's chaos in my house. So it's easier for me to just get in the car and drive around aimlessly for 15 minutes. Good move. And... You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you guys don't want to hear the dog barking or the kids yelling. This is much better, right? So you're like Buddy from uh, Bachelor Weekend, Bachelor Party, you know, when he goes out to the car for his, his, his private time with his phone. 
That's 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 yeah, how it works. Yeah, basically. That's a little different, but it, it, all right, all right, maybe a tad bit. So, uh, Albert, uh, the Broncos make the move. They hire Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. That just went down about uh, 20, 25 minutes ago. Um, so, I, I got to ask you, uh, how much of this has to do with um, you know the potential of uh, Aaron Rodgers being out there for the taking? This has been rumored. I mean, their interest, you know, and obviously they had, they went through a process um, to get him. But this has been rumored, guys, for, I mean, I'm, I'm saying going on three months, that they would make a run at Hackett and that they were, and that that would relate directly to the availability. And there's the beeping. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to buckle my seatbelt. We're off to a flying <laughs> They always got to make the seatbelt notification the most annoying sound in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think this goes back like two or three months, and, um, you know, they had been digging on him for a while. And, yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it, if we're being realistic about it, is that they are planning to load up for a run at Aaron Rodgers. And I, I actually think, like, the Broncos' elimination – or the uh, Packers' elimination from the playoffs – makes it more likely that Aaron Rodgers will be available. And, you know, I think that that sort of added to all of this. It allows them to hire Hackett earlier, and it means that maybe going after Rodgers is a little bit more realistic. And if you look at where they are, guys, and, and then Brady, I know you were in Denver around that time. Um, the Broncos feel like right now they're where they were in 2012, where yeah. they've got some really nice core pieces where if you drop a veteran quarterback like a Peyton Manning or like an Aaron Rodgers into it, the thing could really take off. Without a Devontae Adams? I mean, is that is it, is it just it well, make sense to say without I mean, they could, they could go get him, but, I mean, it's not like they're short on receivers right now. That's LeVar. true. That is true. I mean, they got they, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler. K.J. Hamler, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jerry Judy. They've got, like, really good depth there. they got Noah Fant, tight end. Javante Williams looked really good as a rookie running back. Um, there are a lot of pieces in place. Like I, I, I don't know that it's all that different than where they were with Demarius Thomas and Julius Thomas and, um, and Eric Decker back in 2012. It feels a little similar to that where you've got some young guys who maybe haven't put it all together yet but have shown a lot of potential. Mm. Albert, I, I look at it, and obviously we, we talked about the correlation to Denver and all that, but I want to talk about the hiring process. This, I said this earlier. I think this is like the domino effect. Nathaniel Hackett, maybe he'll be the first to get inked. Is this going to cause some other teams, though, to, to move a little quicker? I know Byron Leftwich supposedly is getting a lot of traction in Jacksonville. I'm hearing seeing reports about Brian Dable with the Dolphins and conversations with that's really heating up. Do you think we're going to start seeing a bunch of hires taking place now that if Nathaniel Hackett is being the first? Yeah, and, you know, I think, Brady, there isn't, it's not a deadline, but I think it is worth considering that the Senior Bowl is next week. Um, and that has almost turned into, like, a coaching convention. And so, you know, in a lot of cases, new coaches will go there and they'll meet with assistant coaches from other teams and they'll, you know, finalize their staffs. And obviously that's where a lot of the work you do towards the draft starts to pick up. And so, you know, I, I don't think it's like a must you have your head coach in place before um, Senior Bowl week. But, you know, I do think it's sort of a checkpoint in the calendar. 
And so, you know, I, I think everybody was waiting for the first domino to fall. And I think most people thought the first domino to fall would be Dan Quinn because the Broncos had really sort of focused the early parts of their search on Dan Quinn. Now that they've hired Nathaniel Hackett, you know, now I think the next question becomes, does Dan Quinn go to Chicago or New York? Does Brian Dayball go to New York or Miami? Um, and I think that there are sort of some moving parts there. And um, it's going to be interesting to see because I think, you know, a couple of these places have two guys in mind. You know, like, I, like the Giants, you know, they could go Dan Quinn, Brian Dayball. The Dolphins, they could go Brian Dayball, Vance jo- Joseph. The Bears, they could go Matt Eberflus, Dan Quinn. So, you know, I, I think you see sort of the interplay there where, you know, one guy making a decision could sort of streamline the search for other teams. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here, Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. All right, just say I gave you $100, and you just kept on driving. And you said, screw it. Honey, you take care of whatever you need to take care of at home. I got to go place a wager. Uh, I got to find uh, the place to go where I can get in touch with DraftKings and place a wager, $100. Who's going to be the next coach hired? If you had to bet right now, gut feeling or based on some of your sourcing, who's the next guy to go and where does he go um i mean i i sort of that's tough because i think dan quinn could get hired by the bears um i think you know like brian dayball could get hired by the bills but you know like buffalo for example <laughs> he's already hired by, by the, the giants yeah. by, by the giants he's already been hired by the bills yeah by the giants <laughs> but but the giants are talking to brian flores today and say Flores blows them away, well, then that could change the dynamic there. So, like, I just, you know, I, I think it's kind of, it, it's, it's sort of like the next one to come off the market, I think, could set off some dominoes because that'll take an option for, away from everybody else. So, like I said, I think there are, like, multiple guys in a couple of these places. If you, if you, if you ask me right now, like, gun to my head, who's the next hire, I'd say it's Chicago hiring either Matt Eberflus or Dan Quinn. Huh. Ab, I, I want to switch to to the games that are coming up, uh, and, and the quarterback situation with this. The San Francisco 49ers have seemingly come out of nowhere, and and possibly could could be considered maybe the hottest team in in the playoffs right now. What does this do for Garoppolo if if they're able to win? this game this weekend and make another appearance in the Super Bowl? It probably makes it a little awkward. I mean, because, you know, now what do you do? Um, I still think they'd probably turn to Trey Lance, but I, I think it makes it, you know, I, it just changes the dynamic a little bit. And, you know, the whole idea of the Niners, of what the Niners did last year and, and trading up for Trey Lance and then keeping Jimmy Garoppolo at $24 million was – we really feel like we do need to raise the ceiling at quarterback, but at the same time, like we don't feel like we're in any sort of rebuilding position. Like we've got veterans on this team, and to be fair, to the Trent Williams, to the uh, Debo Samuels, to the Nick Bosa's, um, to the Fred Warners, to those guys on our team um, who have put the team in position to compete for a championship, we can't just roll a rookie quarterback out there. And so, you know, this is always sort of part of the plan was that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to put him in a place to contend in 2021, and Trey Lance was going to raise their ceiling in 2022 and thereafter. 
Now, if they get to the Super Bowl, I think they still probably want to stick to their plan and turn to Trey Lance in 22. Um, but I think it gets a little bit more awkward. And I would say this, too. It, it, it definitely would help them from a trade value standpoint in that, like, if you're, say, the Carolina Panthers, you can probably sell Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit easier to your fan base if you strike out on a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. And so, you know, I, I think they probably still move Jimmy Garoppolo um, but, you know, I, I think it becomes a little bit harder because of what it might mean inside your locker room where you got a guy who just took you to the Super Bowl, now you're turning around and trading him. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, MMQB, senior NFL reporter with us here on FSR. All right, you've covered um, Tom Brady for a lot of, or I would say probably all of his career, or at least a good a chunk of his career, obviously being up there uh, in the Northeast. And now we're hearing the reports that, well, maybe this is it. And Gronk is saying, well, if they asked me right now whether or not I was going to retire, uh, I would say I'm going to retire, but the season just ended. What feels different? about this retirement speculation as opposed to some of the others that you've covered in your career? It's the way that he's talking. Um, you know, I, I don't think we've really heard Tom Brady talk this way um, before. You know, I, I like if you look in the past, it's almost always like, I'm not ready to give it up. I still feel like I've got a lot left. And if you, you listen to what he said on that podcast with Jim Gray the other night, that doesn't sound the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that sounds like somebody who's really contemplating things. And, you know, I, I've always remember, I always remember hearing this about pro athletes and, um, you know, Brady, LeVar, I, I, like, I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I, I, you always hear that, like, when an athlete starts to talk about retiring, he actually probably already is retired. You know, he's already kind of crossed that line into, all right, like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to walk away. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the case with Brady, but I think it's definitely something to consider here. And, you know, I, I think ultimately his family, like that part of it's really important to him. He's got a son who lives up in New York, um, who I believe is going to be going into high school in the fall. Um, and that's a real consideration for him. Um, I think he'll, like, he'll wind up playing one more year. But I don't think that that's 100%. I think it's probably – I mean, at this point, maybe like if you ask me, like, uh, like the I would say it's like fifty-one forty-nine. He comes back. Like I do think he's genuinely torn about it. Um, you know, but I mean, the one thing I, I think you always, I think the one thing about Brady, like, like I I know he's not one of these guys who hates the process of it. You know what I mean? Like most athletes walk away not because they hate Sunday, because they start to get tired of Monday through Saturday. Brady loves every part of it, you know, and I think he thinks he can still play and sure looks to me like he can still play. Um, and I think he also knows that when he walks away, this isn't golf. Like, he's not going to be able to get back and, you know, and, and play, uh, play, play the sport again. Um, when it's gone, it's gone. And so I think for that reason, probably comes to some sort of agreement with his family, with the Bucks, and comes back for one more year. Hmm. Uh, I want to ask you in regards to John Mara's comments about Deshaun Watson. I was thinking when I was listening to him saying this and why Deshaun Watson wouldn't be a fit for the Giants. Is John Mara putting more pressure on other owners? I mean, no one's been as public in speaking yeah. about Deshaun Watson and whether or not they would be open to, to looking for a guy like that or, or trying to trade or acquire him. 
I mean, if a guy like David Tepper got ultra aggressive in Carolina and went after him, does it kind of reflect poorly upon him then because of what John Mara's already put out there? Yeah, Brady, that's a really interesting perspective. I hadn't heard that, um, but it, it, I think you're right. Like, I think it's, um, you know, the fact that he was so forceful about it. You know, like, I'm not, like, we're not going to do this. Like, the, the New York Giants will not do this. Um, you know, I, I think it certainly brings some perspective to the situation, you know, and the seriousness of, um, you know, what, what Deshaun Watson's being accused of. And, well, like, I think, like, and look, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, we all sort of, like, it's been a while since, you know, that's been a front-burner thing. And so, like, you know, sometimes we, we, we talk about him strictly in football terms. And, you know, we do, like, kind of forget or maybe, you know, unintentionally downplay the seriousness of what he's being accused of. And I think, like, the way J- John Mara drove home that point kind of, I think, underscores what every team, what every GM, every head coach who wants to pursue Deshaun Watson is probably going to be up against now, is that this is one of those things that's going to require sign-off from ownership. Because the minute Deshaun Watson walks into your building, guys, he is the face of your franchise. And, um, you know, I, I think even after the cases get settled, and I do think that there's going to be some sort of settlement over the next couple of weeks, to help facilitate a trade and, and allow Deshaun to work to, to move forward with his football future, you know, the minute like he lands on one of these teams, like the first thing that's going to happen is those questions are going to come up, and that's going to reflect on ownership. So I certainly think he gave other owners something to consider, Brady, and I, and I think um, you know, he also illustrated the challenge for those GMs and coaches that might want to pursue Deshaun out there where it is going to take – Uh, sign off from the highest level of the organization to get something done. He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter with the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Always appreciate it. Good stuff. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll do it again next week, Al. Stay warm, Albert. Thanks, guys. Safe driving on the ice and stuff out there, man. Just like uh, and I got and I got got my seatbelt on now too, as you guys heard. (laughs) And and your turn signal. I I think I heard the windshield (laughs) wipers. You were were defrosting the windshield. (laughs) Where were you at some point? Good job. I'll be I'll I'll be checking in with you guys next week from the Chevy Tahoe. That's all right. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so coming up next, um, I mean, you guys want a little Prop Bet Monster? You want a little Conference Championship edition of the Prop Bet Monster? I mean, we, we can got monster bets. it up. Yeah, we got <laughs> can monster it up. We got, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we can monster it up. All right, so we are going to monster it up. We got the Prop Bet Monster Conference Championship edition, and it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever. Wherever you get your podcasts. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now, uh, probably a bad look for one coach, or uh, is this overblown by some of the people on social media? We will get into all oh, that for you here that. on uh, Fox Sports Radio. You know, it happens from time to time. Yeah, from people pull there. that stuff. Uh, oh, so wow. if you are uh, just tuning in uh, earlier in the hour, it was announced the Denver Broncos are, are hiring Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. He is the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers formerly, but he is now in Denver. He'll take over uh, that job there. Uh, which one of the uh, open uh, head coaching jobs do you think gets filled next? Like, if you if you had to guess, which would be the one? Do you think Bears, Giants, Dolphins? Uh, what, what do you guys, if you had to bet right now? Um, I, I wouldn't – I'm not going to bet so much on the team. I think the candidate who signs next is – I think it's Brian Dable. And the reason being is because I think you've got a couple of teams interested. And now that you've got Hackett off the board, I think it's going to maybe prompt a little faster response. You know, both now have general managers. Joe Shane was announced with that, you know, pretty dope video they put out, right? Um, <laughs> so they're, they're ready to make that next hire. And then obviously Greer is still there with the Dolphins. And uh, there's a big push for that given Brian Dable was at an OC for the Miami Dolphins. There's some familiarity there. So... I think it's it's one of those two teams, but I but I think it's because he's the candidate that they're they've both interviewed and they both won, and and that's the one that I think ends up happening next. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags jump out there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because uh, Hackett was supposed to interview with them, and then Denver stepped on the gas and got it done. And the uh, Byron left, which was the guy that's been rumored there that was going to be the uh, the guy to take that gig. So yeah, Jacksonville yeah. might be the next one. And Hackett had been in Jacksonville. It makes sense. I, I think the concern with Jacksonville for a lot of the candidates, and, and maybe you're right, maybe it ends up happening next, is Trent Baalke. You know, there, there's a thought and concern that they've had a hard time convincing anyone to take it because of what's happened in Trent Baalke's past, you know, working with head coaches in San Fran and as well as Jacksonville, but also just, you know, not being able to go in there with a guy that you may have a previous working experience with, you know, trying to make those two work together when you know the general manager is the one that has the owner's ear, hence the reason why he still was able to survive uh, off everything this year. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. We are going to have another edition of the Prop Bet Monster coming up here momentarily. Want to want to let you know we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> The Prop Bet Monster. Sucker. <laughs> All right, and away we go. The Conference Championship Edition. Now, you guys finished tied last week because uh, Brady, out of the goodness of his heart, said, you know what? Uh, just for uh, LeVar Arrington, uh, you know, willing to bet on the object being thrown on the field by the uh, by a Bills fan, even though they're on the road at Kansas City, uh, that ended up in a tie. So we are still tied on the season. Even though Lee wanted it to be a loss for me, but thanks, Brady. I, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Well, I thought it fell within the definition of you know what we were talking about being thrown onto yes. the field. I mean, it, it, some it could call hung that into guy that category. Yeah, some some <laughs> might consider that guy a uh, you know 
Well, one of those objects. Well, listen, okay. to, I mean, uh, I, I did our training, so I know what I'm not supposed to say. Yeah, I, I did. Yes. A, I did, did our whole sensitivity training you and all that. Funny, uh, very good. Right. No, I'm saying I, I got good. it done. That's... It took me like an hour, but I was looking through it, and I literally I <laughs> yeah. asked Scott Shapiro some questions about it. Oh man, I don't think no. I don't think we can say that anymore. I cannot. Uh, all right, no, uh, and here we go. We've got a uh, Bengals Chiefs. That's the first one. The AFC Championship Sunday, three Eastern time. Now, let me set this up by telling you in this game. Four of the top 17 receivers in the NFL as far as yards go from the season. So four of the top 17 reception yardage in the NFL belong to this game this weekend. And I'm going to give you this prop to get things started. Who has the most receiving yards of those four in this game specifically? Is it Tyreek Hill? Is it Jamar Chase? Is it Travis Kelsey? Or is it T. Higgins receiving yards in this game most? Great question. It's a good one. Mm. I'm going to say it's got to be Jamar Chase, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, last time they played, he went off for, what, 11 catches? Was it like 266 yards, yeah, three touchdowns? Yeah, it was touchdowns? unbelievable, yeah. It was literally and, – and I don't think they have anyone that can match up with them. So I'm going to say Jamar Chase. <sighs> See, knowing how this is going to go, I'm thinking it's got to be Higgins. Because uh, the Spags is not going to just let Jamar Chase have his way with him every single time he he matches up and and scheme, uh, schemes them. I think you got to look at the fact that Higgins has become such an integral part of of their attack. And but man, Tariq Hill has been balling. It's, it's either going to be Higgins or or Tariq Hill. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Tariq. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going okay. with Tariq. I'm going with Tariq Hill. All right, I'm, I'm going to put a star next to that because if it ends up being no T. Star. Higgins, you're going to no, bust no, yourself no star. in the balls. No, no, uh, no, all right. no, no star. Uh, no star. Uh, here's t- here's one Hill. for you. A yes or no. Do the Bengals ever have a lead in the game? Mm. Yes, I'm going with yes. I'm going to say no. They got off to a slow start last week. Kansas City tends to be a pretty fast-starting team. I mean, nine sacks the Bengals' offensive sacks. line gave up last and, and, week. And those were solely responsible on the offensive line, right, Brady? That was all well, on the offensive no, line. Well, but, no, but whoever it's responsible for is going to be still, <laughs> still playing. still a lot. Still <laughs> playing this weekend. And the last time these two teams played, Chris Jones had two. They had four totals of teams. So uh, I'm going to say the Bengals get off to maybe a slow start again. And uh, – it's tough because I feel like this could go back and forth, but I'm uh, going to say no. I'm all gonna right. Say no. Uh, next up, 49ers Rams. That's a 3:30 Eastern Time kick on Fox NFC Championship. First turnover of the game: Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, or other? Other. Oof! I'm going Matthew Stafford. Wow! Look at oh. you. Look at he has you. in this entire playoffs, too. He's been good. Um, all right. Uh, what happens first in that game? A Debo Samuel pass attempt, an Odell Beckham Jr. pass attempt, Trent Williams used as a blocking back, or a member of the Rams bitches about the number of Niner fans in the stadium? <laughs> well, we're not going to know at the yeah, last how's one. How's that going to happen? Well, listen, we'll figure it out. I'm going to go with Trent. Will. I think that they had such good success with that. But, I, I mean, he could be sore. Uh, I'm going to still go with Trent being moved around. Um, I don't think they're going to throw a pass with Odell. So I guess I'll say Debo. 
All right, so there it is. Uh, and uh, last one here. Uh, who misses a field goal or PAT first? Evan Not McPherson, Harrison Butker, Matt Gay, or Robbie Gold? Butker. With? Yeah, that seems Butker. to be uh, the one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with, with Brady on that one. All right, so there it is. That is uh, the conference championship edition of the Prop at Monster. Hour three is next here. Two pros and a cup of joe on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 